Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Sorry, I'm running late. One moment, please. Okay, Doug. Don't know how, but you did Play it over. Standing here. Not knowing how we'll get through this test. Holding on to save you so fast. Not the chance had you by surprise. You got this. Now 
you did, but you made a way. Amen, amen. Welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. This is Sister LaShawna. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing good. We're doing fine. Amen, amen. I am glad everybody's back from Orlando. I know everybody had an awesome time. And, you know, we are all blessed. And and right now, Prophet Bob is would you mind opening us up in prayer? 
Yes, ma'am. Okay. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, a little bit ago, I was just sitting here on the couch thinking about how merciful you are. Amen. Even in our mistakes, our failures, our shortcomings, things that we think about that we shouldn't have done, how merciful you are tonight to your people. And so, Father, be merciful unto me tonight as I repent of any mistake, any failure, disobedience to you, not doing what I was supposed to do for you. That's failures, Father. But I thought about it just a little bit ago about how merciful you are. Forgive me of every sin I've committed to this second. Wash me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, iniquity, and sin. In Jesus' name. Father, be merciful to your people tonight. Not just me and the members of Simple Words Ministry, but every every one of us, Father, that have made a mistake or we failed. When we can come to your throne room and say, Daddy, forgive us. Be merciful unto your people. Be merciful unto your prophet tonight. We need to get above our our stupidity, our mistakes, and grow in you. And so, Father, tonight, be merciful to your people. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, saith God. Do what you do best tonight. Sweep over this prayer call. Touch everybody on the call tonight. Even our pastor, Maureen Chandaly, and her family. Watch over them and keep them safe. Let them be in perfect harmony with you. Give them their heart's desire, O oh God. And yes, Lord, save the children tonight to the uttermost. Bring them into the fold where they can be standing by mom and dad and be able to be the people, the callers that you have called them to be. And Father, touch uh, Dr. Angela and her husband, Benjamin Rucker, in every area of their life. They're getting ready to go again. Help them to pack her bags and let everything be in right standing in the way of passports for them. Divine protection over them and their ministry in Jesus' name. Father, bless Apostle Desiree Robinson in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know she got touched over the weekend and she'll never be the same. And so, Father, we love on you tonight. We encourage you to bless your people as you see fit. And we give you the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said amen and praise the Lord. Amen. 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 You know, God has been so good to us and just like, you know, he has been so awesome to us and... I just got to give God praise tonight. So that being said, I'm going to open up the line for your testimonies and praise reports. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I thought you'd still be laughing from Saturday night, but I see you're not. Praise the Lord. Yes. Okay. Praise the Lord. I thought you say I didn't hear you, so I was like, "Praise the Lord." Amen. Oh wow! Everybody, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes. The Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to give God praise. I give God thanks. I give God all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. Um, There's so much um, I want to do, but I think I want to wait until Wednesday morning when, um, you know, we have um, many of the people that were in Orlando um, on the line. Glory to God. I I think, um, yeah, Dr. Finlater will be preaching this uh, coming Friday night. So I don't think I'm preaching. I'm not preaching for a while. Um, We're going to have to get someone to preach on Sundays. I will be in in Connecticut. Um, So um, tomorrow is our official um, 13 Thirteenth year in ministry, official, officially, um, it's the eighteenth, and um, I just want to, um, I want to honor God. What's going on with my grandbaby? I want to honor God. I want to thank Him um, for bringing us. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for months now, and here we are. Uh, glory to God. Tonight marks the end of 12 years, and at midnight, 13 years begin. And I just want to thank God. I want to thank God for his mercy um, that endures forever and ever, his mercy that has kept us through. Um, Minister Lashana uh, goes to work early on Wednesday morning, so she doesn't get the, the chance to be um, on the line. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I think this is the only service that she has an opportunity to be on. So I want to um, publicly, uh, you know, push myself to make sure that I got home. I turned off my phone to make sure that I came home tonight on time um, to publicly thank you, Minister Lashana Burton, for um, getting us the um, the vouchers to stay at the Westgate um, Resort and Spa. Um, a little far from the church, but it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Um, there is, I would pay what we paid for the entire weekend, you know, for a day, and I would pay even more for a day at, um, you know, at that location. Um, our, our room was, you know, awesome. 
we have absolutely no complaints at all. Um, the place is beautiful. Um, the hotel was clean. Um, you know, we got um, more than, you know, we thought that we would get, considering that we paid next to nothing to stay there um, for four days and three nights. So I just want to publicly thank you, Minister Lashana, and to also, you know, let you know, whenever you get coupons or vouchers, let me know. Oh, God, to God. Because I do need, I do need a vacation um, that oh, does not include, does not involve ministry. Um, the only ministry that I'm going to be ministering is to minister daily. Uh, glory to God. Um, so you know, whenever you get them, please, please, please let us know. Um, so I just want to thank you. Um, we missed you. You should have been there, um, but know. you know, God knows, and we leave it at that. You know, um, you know, many of you who we thought would be there weren't able to make it, and I pray that the next time that we um, that we do this, that you know, more um, that you will be able to make it. But can I say that the people that need that, you know, that God wanted to be there were there, and we had an absolutely amazing, fantastic fabulous time, um, you know, not only um, in our times of fellowship, but, our, you know, the times of worship, uh, the services, they were, um, you know, Holy Ghost-led, Holy Ghost-filled, um, you know, Prophet Bob mentioned, you know, laughter, and laughter came back to the ministry. Many years ago, we used to laugh like, you know, no tomorrow yes, on the prayer line, you know, Minister LaShawn, you remember those days, we would laugh, yes, laugh, 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 nonstop, sometimes 45 minutes an hour straight, just laughter. Laughter came back to the ministry on Saturday night. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit just, you know, brought joy. Um, folks, uh, we experienced, we did ask for signs, wonders, and miracles, and we experienced signs, wonders, and miracles. And I just, you know, I thank God. I thank God for what he, um, you know, what he has done. Um, even the things outside of the services, um, the meetings and the prayer sessions outside of our, you know, scheduled services at, at Servants of God. Um, but, you know, what took place in, you know, different hotel rooms, um, God showed out the entire weekend. Um, we were blessed. Um, Dr. Finlater, like, I, I don't really want to do the thank yous as yet until Wednesday morning. Dr. Finlater out there himself and we need to bless him we really do need to bless him um, you know he provided for us he he, 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 um, he, he provided the meals for us and we didn't have to pay for it he provided um, the facilities and we didn't have to pay for it and I'm telling you the offering that we collected was not enough to take care of what he did for us so you know saints of God we're going to have to do something amen glory to God but I am truly 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 grateful uh, you know to see people amen. that's been a part of the ministry um, for a long time you know Pastor Queen Esther I already met she's been around a long time but Sister Dora I think she's like you know 12 years and we've never met face to face and to finally meet her um, to meet Sister Bridget. Oh my God! It was an absolutely wonderful, wonderful weekend. Missed you, Sister Andrea Mori. Um, you know, I, I, we got to figure out a way that you know um, the next one um, you will be there. Amen. Glory to God. Um, 
just you know, uh, Prophet Bob, you know, you need to be a part of these, um, you know, these, these, these gatherings. Um, we just, but we we thank God. We thank God for um, those who came and made this weekend an absolute, um, you know, an absolute success. Um, Pastor Monica Little, I I don't know if she's on the phone, but you know, I don't want to do the thank yous yet. But Pastor Monica took shame out of my eyes. She really did. I know she and Prophet Joseph, I know the, the stuff that took place. They cooked it up together. Evangelist Candice, even though she wasn't there in person, um, you know, just her input into the things that happened this past weekend, I'm very, 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 very grateful. And, um, you know, I know God is not um, blind to what you all did. So I just want to thank him. And on Wednesday morning, I will do the official. Um, you know, uh, thank yous and um, the official uh, um, anniversary celebration, glory to God, as tomorrow is um, the official uh, 13 years. So thank you, Minister Lashana. I didn't know you were going to ask for testimonies, but thank you for the opportunity to share, um, glory to God, uh, you know, just a little bit, and I will be sharing a whole lot more on Wednesday morning. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Marina. Thank you. I'm glad y'all love the place. I mean, I like I said, I came, I, I, I came up with a good bargain that time. So we have to see what next. We have to see what's gonna happen next. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Lord knows, God has been so good. I mean, it's been an honor serving in Simple Words Ministry. So uh, I wanted to say happy anniversary. Because it has it's been long. I don't even think it's been that long though. So I mean Pastor Marie, I can remember. So it it's exciting me that we've actually been uh on this line for over thirteen for thirteen years. So God has been so awesome. He has been so good to each and every one of us. So, you know, we have to reflect and give God give God thanks and give him praise. Because God loves I mean, it's just when you have the love of God, and when you learn what God is want to do for each and every one, you want to just do for yourself, and what He has for us, we got to get excited. We got to get excited for what He wants to do in each and every one of our lives. Got to get an amen for that. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I am thankful, and I think I'm I'm glad that everyone had an awesome time in Orlando. I wish I could have been there, but you know, circumstances. Uh, we're gonna work these circumstances out, though. The circumstances will be—I I couldn't be there, but I'm—I'm I'm just happy that everybody had an awesome time. So, amen, amen. So again, happy anniversary, everyone. Since tomorrow will be our official um, anniversary amen. date. I'm on the line. One more. Do we have any uh, other testimonies or praise reports? I want to thank the Lord. No matter how I feel. No matter what, I always go out and I witness for the Lord. I got to go out and tell one person about Jesus every day. And Gina opens up her arms and tells me, go ahead and go, because she knows I don't like to sit still. Today I've been in, oh, been real sorry from that fell the other night. And I'm trying not to receive this thing. But boy, that it's just up and down my arm like a thermometer and uh, my hip and uh, my rear end. But I still went out. 
And so I went into Dunkin' Donuts today, and I pulled out my change that I had in my pocket to get um, uh, a medium uh, hot green tea. And, uh, yes, I cheated. I ate a donut. And I went up there, and the lady said, it's on me. You don't have to pay. And I want to thank God for his favor. And I left there, and I put a big smile on a lot of people's faces when I was at Duncan. But I went to Family Dollar, was able to pray for a couple people while I was there, and tell them about the love of Jesus that I had in my heart. So I want to thank the Lord for um, allowing the prophet to go out and spread the good news. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You know, God has been so awesome for us again. And I just, you know, we have to take time. That's the reason why we do testimonies and praise reports, because we want to give God praise. We want to just let him know, not only just to show our appreciation for what he has done in our lives, but also that gives other people hope. You know, you never know what other person is searching. You don't know what's going through their mind. You don't know what... um, you don't know what uh, what was going through our mind. You don't know what people's minds are. You don't know what they're going through. That person could have, you could be standing in front of them, they're spending the last $5, and you don't even know it. Amen. But if they hear a testimony that uplifts them, then they know that something greater is coming. Sometimes we don't even know what people are going through. You know how many suicide, suicides and everything that we got going on right now? And it's crazy because these are people who you're not there are people who we expected they had li- had had life, had everything. So for them to have, and then you're wondering what happened. You don't know. But see, that's what the Word of God does. It uplifts us. It brings us. It, it, it corrects us. It does everything for us. It gives us life. It sustains us. And we have to give him praise. So uh, tonight we are in still in First Corinthians. I actually wanted to shout. I almost going to say, hey, we should have a praise to start praising him. So. But tonight we're in First Corinthians, and First uh, Corinthians chapter nine, and we're going through the lesson tonight. So um, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for this study. Amen. 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 Father God, right now wash me in Your Son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of You, I do want to repent, and I receive Your forgiveness in no other name but Your Son's name of Jesus. You're my Abba Father, my El Shaddai, my Elohim, and I give You praise. God, I just thank you tonight. I lift, I, get, I, I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker. I lift up Pastor Marine Chandela and her family up to you, Father God, and I just thank you for blessing them mighty, Father, mightily, Father God. I lift up Simple Words Ministry up to you right now. You see and you know where everyone is needing, Father God, and I ask you to bless them, Father God. Bless them with the with the miracles they're needing, the signs they're needing, and the wonders they're needing, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father God, as we prepare for this lesson, prepare our hearts, clear out our hearts, our minds, and our distractions, Father God, and let our hearts be set on you tonight. Let us hear this word and let it feed us, let us correct us, let it be life to us, Father God. And God, I just thank you right now. I thank you for buying up the enemy. I thank you for telling the enemy to flee. I thank you for blessing us, Father God. I thank you for the release of angels, ministry angels, warring angels, Father God, everything to clear out the atmosphere so that it sets your word up. 
Father God, as I totally decrease and you increase. We do this, Father God, not for just to be here and be pious, but we do it for your will and your way and your glory. And I pray this prayer in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So tonight, everyone, we're still in First Corinthians, and we're in um, we're in First chap we're in First Corinthians chapter nine tonight. And just give us a re- just to get uh, us caught up. Right now, uh, we're looking at in First Corinthians. First part of uh, we were in the first part of First Corinthians. The I would say the first six chapters. We're talking about we were we just to catch everybody up. Was talking about rebuke, and we were talking about rebuke for sinful conditions, and how that. God that Paul did in such a way, he exhorted us to give us saying, hey, you got, it's kind of like he encouraged everyone. It wasn't that he would just, you know, he wasn't giving criticism over and over again. What he was saying that these things are not right in your life, but I know what God can do. And you've seen what he can do. And he was like, the he was letting everybody, look, we need unity in the church. And we need to conduct, and what he was addressing, because Corinth, We've heard a lot of stories about Corinth, and we have a lot of comparisons. But reality is Corinth can be in your mind. Corinth can be in your same town. The idea was the Corinth church was a condition, and he wanted wanted them to understand you don't have to stay a slave to your condition. It's not like anything else, and that the things, this is what your conduct, this is your behavior, this is how now you don't have to, Talk like you were when you were in bondage. You don't have to do the things that you were doing in bondage. But right now, when you become when you become a follower of Christ, this is how you conduct yourself. This is how life goes. You do not have to live. Do not have to do those conditions because the world has one position for you, but God has another. So last week we talked about. Um, we went into a little bit of. Some, we finished up the uh, sixth chapter, and we went into some of the domestic uh, domestic difficulty, marriage, and, and divorce, and what Paul and what Paul uh, said about that. Tonight we're, and then we went into a little bit of social difficulty, and that's where we are tonight. Um, and basically, that was when we had that label as liberty and license. See, the key to this is, and if you have your Bibles out. Um, the key to this is now concerned the things which you wrote, and that's uh, seven chapter first verse. And what he really wanted was the need to give a clar- to clarify regarding these areas, these areas of concern, because again, we're all the theme of this whole chapter. The theme of this book is basically conduct and how to conduct yourselves, and because what we have to understand, Jesus is the source of unity. Be a the one thing that we have to take make sure to ensure that we're understanding this is that Jesus is the source of unity among believers who are baptized into the body of Christ and the basis of their ultimate resurrection and and the basis of their res, ultimate resurrection and glorification. And that was going to be, if you have know what the verses to that would be, 1 Corinthians 12th chapter, 12th to 13th verse, uh, 15th chapter, First through the fifty-eight verse. So, if you have your Bibles, we're going to First Corinthians chapter nine. Now, Paul gives up his rights. He says, "I'm not as free as anyone else. Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord with my own eyes? 
isn't it because of the work that you belong that you belong to the Lord? Even if others think I am not an apostle, I am certainly to you, and yourselves are proved I am the Lord's apostle. Now, this is my answer to those who question my question my authority. Don't we have the right to live live in your home and share your meals? Don't we have the right to bring a bring a believing wife with us, as other apostles and Lord's brothers do, and Peter and as Peter does? Or is it only Barbarians, who and I who have uh, have to work to support ourselves? What soldier has to pay his own expense? What farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of his fruit? What shepherd cares of a flock for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some milk? I ain't expressing merely uh, uh, expressing merely a human opinion, or does it say what? Or does the law say the same thing? For the law of Moses says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating its treads out of the grain. Was God thinking only about oxen when He said this? He wasn't actually speaking to us. Yes, it, it it was written for us so that one who plows and one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest. Since we we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have even a greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would rather put up with anything to be, than be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from offerings, uh, meals from offerings brought to the temple, and those who serve at the altar get their share of share of sacrifice and offerings, sacrificial offerings. In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. Yet I've never used any of these rights, and I'm not writing. And I'm not writing this to suggest I want to start now. But in fact, you should rather die. I would rather die than to lose my right to boast about preaching without charge. Yet the preaching of the good news is not is not something that we I can boast about. I compelled by God to do it, and how terrible for me if I didn't preach the good news. Now. What Paul was saying at this point, you know, um, they're addressing about the need of the support of the church and the temple. And, you know, what I love about Paul is that even if even if the church should support him or he felt the church shouldn't, he didn't want the support because he wanted to reach people in such a way that he didn't want them to think that he wants something from them just to follow Christ. You know, that's a good, you know, what, what it addresses is basically, you know, sometimes um, we have to understand how to be a blessing to someone else. And that's what Paul was saying, that he was a blessing, you know, even though he gives up his right that, yeah, I should get paid for doing this, but I don't. I should, you know, you've done it for, and most of the converts, you know you did it in the temple, but he rather reached, he rather reached the flock of those who may have been, you know, saw things they didn't see financially, and he'd rather not use the financial status to, um, if I'm saying it correct, financial status to hinder the work of Christ. And so that's what we, that is what he's saying. Now, what he also is telling us that you know what we do have to support our ministries, and we should we should 
we should be okay when our ministries support our ministers and our pastors and our leaders in the church because we are because it's like a harvest and that everybody who you it's kind of like if you ever worked on a farm before a farm is just not more than just okay I'm planting the seed in the ground and a farmer take a combine and he um well now combine not a, um not an ox or uh, how they used to do it back then but now a farm is just more than just person. You have a processor, you have farm hands, and everybody works the farm. Children work the farm. If you're on a dairy farm, you have you have the fields that are used for grazing, and then certain parts of the year that field may be uh, another farmer might lease the land. So whatever nutrients from the cows have taken to um, rob the field, they they'll plant a crop that actually puts the nutrients back in. And when that happens, or better yet, when corn, um, if you'll notice, if you live in the Midwest, you'll know that there's two crops, corn and potatoes, and that they were they were literally um, because of how corn robs the soil of nitrogen, and I think potatoes put the nitrogen back in, if I'm not mistaken. Many people rotate those crops because when one comes out, they'll put the other crop behind it so they don't uh, that they replenish the land. And it's just in just in just the farmer doing. You have farm hands that come help and process. You have a processing center that usually that you have a distributor basically. You have what they call the books, and they're booking the crops. But everybody gets some type of share of the harvest. And what he was trying to tell them that you know what we all benefit. So you know we have to learn as a church not to worry about where your money going, not to worry about what certain things are doing, but Make sure if it's for the edification of Christ and the support of the church, you are also you're you get you get a lot from it. Yours not may not monetary, but you get the blessings of the church. That everybody sharing some type of form of the harvest, and that when we should, if we're taking it, how about we also support those who are out there in the forefront, who are out doing these things? So it's not wrong for that to happen. It's just that we got to learn as Christ, you know, there were so many things. People were like, this is, it's, you know, I always say ain't nothing new on the sun. And he's addressing that it's okay to do that because there are people who have probably have been in situations or been in uh, churches that uh, false prophets that were taking their money even then and running away with it. You know, this is not, like I said, it's nothing new on the sun, but that's what Paul was saying, hey, support. We all support each other in the body of Christ. Now, we're back up to chapter, uh, verse 17. Now, if I were doing my own initiative, I would deserve payment. But there's no, but I have no choice for God has given me the sacri- uh, sacred trust. What then is my pay? It is the opportunity to reach the good news without charging anyone. That is why I never demand my rights when I preach the good news. Even though I'm a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring to Christ. And when I was with the Jews, I lived like the, I lived like the Jews to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I'm not sub- subject to the law, I did this so I could bring Christ to those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow Jewish law, I, too, live apart from that law so that I can bring them to the Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I do obey the law of Christ. 
Now, the next, so what Paul is really just explaining to us is that, you know what, he does everything in his way to not be a stubborn block because the people who he wants, God has him reaching, he is doing exactly what he needs to do to reach those people. So I always want to ponder this to folks every now and then, is that who are you supposed to reach? And are you reaching those people? Are you trying to force, because we all come from, I can everybody tell my, I tell you about my background. We all come from different backgrounds. Do you force your back? do you feel like they should live your background, live the similar way you live in order to achieve Christ in their life? Or do you find ways to reach them where they are to bring them to Christ? What he is saying tonight that we should meet people where they are to bring them to Christ. Like, because the law was one thing. But he said he is not worried about what the law does and what, because if you know that if anybody knows Jewish culture, there were over 600 laws, and when you broke one, you broke all. So he was like, no, I'm free, and I want to show all this freedom in Christ. So he said, you know what, I am not breaking the law of Christ. I'm, you know, you can't, because these are things that people were, uh, if you not know, um, remember, these are things that people were addressing. They wanted to know, hey, do I follow this Jewish law? Even though I'm a Christian, we just add in Jesus. Because we have, you know, that's the Masonic, if you want to say now, yeah, people who are Masonic Jews, they 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 observe the Jewish holidays, Jewish code, but they also observe Jesus. We have, I mean, there's a lot of sex were going on in that time, and he was letting everyone, like, you know what, I do those to reach, the, I know what I have to do to reach other people. And that's what we, sometimes we have to understand who are we supposed to reach, and how do we and how do we reach them? And that sometimes things that we have learned out of tradition, if that's going to be a hindrance, if it's not God's law or law of Christ, then it's not. Um, it's okay. That's not. That's not a law that we could. Have, we have to obey. Um, you know, I always say clothing is a big thing. When I was growing up, I went to church. Everything, you know, there was no such thing as wearing blue jeans unless it was a special holiday. And usually that was Bible Bible That was usually Bible school in the summertime. But I grew up where you wore dresses and you wore skirts. And actually, I kind of miss that now. And now everybody, they literally, when they said come as you are, now it's come as you are. And what my mom and my, par- my parents would teach me, especially my dad, he would say, you know what? It is bring where your best, and you have to understand what is your best. And sometimes I used to see other I used to see other people would literally alienate kids because they didn't have what they appeared to have on. And those people and those people uh, those people walked away from the church because of things like that. What Paul is saying, what you have to understand, is that. Some of the things we may have grew up as tradition, but if those traditions conflict with what Christ says in life, we can let them go. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to open up the line right now, and I'm going to ask this question. Um, what are things or tradition did you think today that we see some people do or display that may be a distraction for those to reaching others? to reach Christ, to preach Christ to others or to reach others in the body of Christ.
Yes. Yeah, good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah, this that came to me, um in regards to the question. Um one of the thing is um when you say it's hard like things that like what believers would do to um it would be hard for hard to get the unsaved the um the unsaving church. It's like you cannot um discuss what's happening in the church with the unsaved. Like yeah. some things that happen in the church you can't do that because like if you do that then they're not gonna wanna come. That's true. Because yeah, if you take the church business, okay, if you say if you just discuss the pastor with the, the person, you, or, or you know, you just talking negative bad about your church, your fellow um, members, then yes, you will have a problem getting. Because you know, I I personally can relate to somebody right now, mm-hmm. and, and everything that happens in the church, you know, she goes home with it. And no, she she can get her husband to come to church. Oh. Yeah, she can't. You know, so you know, sometimes we you know we have to be careful that we don't stand in the ways of sinners. I mean, like yeah. even even in our very home, yes, you'd like to you know get them going, but you have to be careful of the things you do and say in the hearing. Because that also can be a yeah, um, a big setback. Yeah, it can be. Yes. I agree with you because I can tell you when I like I said I always tell people I said one day somebody's gonna catch me and I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Somebody mm-hmm. kill me when I sign from Holly Grove because I you that's when I start out with a story or something from my hometown. Mm-hmm. But when I when I was growing up, that was a factor like. Um, because it was a, I wouldn't necessarily say changing the guard, but you had a new generation that was coming into the church. So that generation was one, not necessarily one foot out of the world, one foot in the church, but we saw things differently. Mm-hmm. We didn't see yeah. the tradition for this. We we're going to say, well, if, why is that tradition a requirement? And a lot of times we did challenge it. Let's just be honest. But it's the small things that, it can be the small things, and I'm gonna be honest. Non-believers are very—they get easily, more easily, and I'm saying it just like that—more easily offended when the body of Christ do something than non-believers. That's right. Like I said, that's that's how I know when we either doing good or not doing good at all, mm-hmm. because I can watch the news here and I see more of the non-believers getting upset. When think of certain things that believers should be getting upset about. Yeah, yeah, and there's another thing that um, um, when the the church, no, let me say, when the, how should I put it, when the um, let me, when the church um, you cannot take, you need to take take the church, the world into the church, and not the church into the world. That's true. Yeah. You you kind of have to, you know, as I get older, I realize some things, even some of the mistakes I've made or mm-hmm. the thoughts that I've thought about. I realize now you have to learn how to, you got to learn where your boundaries are. And the world mm-hmm. knows where theirs are. In the church, we have to learn that as well because, A, you know, I love music. Everybody know 
My favorite artist is Stevie Wonder, and if any Stevie Wonder tickets cover, I'm going to be at that concert no matter what, because that has not hurt my Christianity if I'm going to see Stevie Wonder. But I love and I was raised around music. Here's the thing. And now, but I hear a lot of things that, worldly things that are said, like trap, some of the things, influence of the world, they're being influenced in the church, but we're supposed to turn that around and be an influence on the world. That's right. And we have to be very careful, especially when we're discipling people to come into the body of Christ. Because honestly, it is a fine line now. Because there's so much noise, not news, not information, but noise and static. And people can be easily swayed. We have a good, I mean, like I said, we got some awesome sound bites. But all those sound bites, not put it with the body word, can be taken out of context. And those sound bites can be great one minute and then wrong the next. And then you have people offended. And that's where Paul is saying you got to learn who your audience are, you got to learn who you bring into Christ, and then you got to also learn not to be, because you're in zealous and you want people to be part of Christ because you know how good he's been, but you also got to watch the fact that you can't, you got to make sure even if you stumble, they don't stumble with you or they understand, you know, it's just a little, it's a fine line sometimes we have to take as Christians. Now, compromise. The mature the mature personal mission, and this is going with Paul back on uh, verse, uh, 22nd verse. When I am with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the news, the good news, and share it in its blessings. Don't you realize that a race that everyone run? Uh, do you realize that a race, in a race rather, everyone runs, while only one person get the prize. So, run to win. All athletes are all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it to for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And So Paul was saying here is that, you know what, we got to look at this. You know, we got to look at this, that, we're not only running a race, but we got to look at this. We, If we focus and we train and we read our Bible and we seek the Lord, that we're going to be on the race. We're going to win what not only our reward in heaven, but we're going to win. We will win souls for Christ. We will win our lives. We just have to be ready. And if we understand that and we train our mind, our body, and our spirit to go for what God wants us to go, we will have – you know, we have to think of athletes. Athletes do strenuous training. They don't just train for a race and quit. They train, they do months, years even, just for one match. And it's a prize to fray away. He said, you know what, let's take that Let's take that initiative. Let's be like athletes. Train, strive, work, tend the fields, reach people. Do it so that we can wish souls for Christ because in sports, if you take the wrong drug, you're disqualified. So what he was saying that he didn't want to do anything that may disqualify his testimony because 
there was sin present or actions that did not line up to uh, the word of God. So we're going to disqualification, 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 27, verse. See here, here we see Paul write about his discipline use in um, of his liberty in the pursuit of his mission. So you have to kind of think, why was he so focused? Well, mainly because he knew that there was a real potential of disqualification existing in the ministry, just as it does with athletes. So, you know, most times we won't really hear about the disqualification from ministry in some churches unless it's a big scandal. And we get to hear it a little bit, but by that time, that means the outside word or the police or anybody else is in, is, is pretty much involved when we hear those things. You know, we often attempt to overlook sin in order to retain someone who has failed. You know, it's a misunderstanding. You know, it's a misunderstanding of grace. Paul, however, speaks of the possibility of disqualification, that is, that is, of bearing a Christian standard and the gospel message only to find yourself stripped of the effectiveness and demoted from your position and, disqual- and disqualified from public ministry because of a moral failure. You would, not find, you would not find in Scripture a quick recovery and a reassignment to a high-profile service for those who have chosen to wander this way. Now, occasionally, you know, sometimes we, we notice there are people who feel like their voice is in the wilderness of holding these uh, disposition because they're indeed seeing both private and public that leads to disqualification for ministry. Let's be honest, um, Tom Reeves, who would ever thought that he was still dealing with a drug addiction that he was supposed to kick years ago? And we find out he had his upon his death of a drug overdose everything that he had preached was freedom and recovery and winning and winning and winning and now you really don't hear about his legacy because guess what it kind of it the strangest thing is that after they found out what he died of you know his legacy kind of like drifted away even his church was his wife and uh i think paula white now has his church and there are things that you know, I'm not going to say he was disqualified, but there are things just like that that Paul was afraid of. He did not want to have an incident. He did not want to have an incident that would have disqualified, that he wanted to live a legacy that lived way beyond him. So that, so that's what Paul wants us to know and understand. And as I get older, and this is from my personal I learned that, you know, there's so it's so easy to fall in those traps, especially in ministry. It's very easy. But, you know, we have to understand that God does give us grace, but we also got to understand that, um, understand that we have to have, there is a standard, and that sometimes you got to understand what your relationship with God is before anything else, even when it comes to ministry, because you need that in order to keep from order from keep from these missteps. Um, you know, the truth is, you know, nobody really thinks about they're gonna fall in sin. Uh, you know, fall in sin, and then you know, there's a lot of people think, well, if I fall into sin, people will need to people will need to forgive me, and I'll go right on. And, you know, sometimes we have to realize even in certain situations, 
there is no going right on. Of course, there is forgiveness. But, you know, there's some things that happen, recovery. You know, some things, some things are, uh, like I said, some things to truly end. But, you know, people have always, and, and a lot of, if there's a lot of commentary on how if things happen and how if they were restored and why they was restored. You know, we got to just understand that we, you know, the level of grace and the level of understanding that we have when it comes to certain things in in the church and as Christians is that if we, you know, there's things about stumbling, we just have to be honest. And that's what Paul is saying. Be honest about what you're dealing with and work at dealing with it. Because if you don't, you will you will stumble and you will fall. See the spiral sin, and that's the First Corinthians um, tenth chapter six to tenth verse. You know those passages. If you go back, um, go forward when we start talking about it a little bit more. Those passages is the five examples of disobedience from the time of Moses. For instance, there are examples of warning us that they would be like a. Uh, Concentric circles or growing spiral snail or the growing spiral of a snail shell. You know, Paul starts at the center first. We should not create or crave evil things, and that's First Corinthians ten chapter six verse. And from this attitude, that circle grows next to verses that warns against the example of idolatry, and that's the you know if you go into the seventh chapter of the tenth verse. A craving for evil leads a person to practice idolatry and to enthrone something or someone in God's place. An idol is anything that can be taken as adoration that belongs to God alone. It could be a person, place, a thing, or even an activity. Third, Paul writes, we must not engage in sexual immorality. The result of this, the result of substituting other things in the place of God is a, uh, is a moral compass. As the spiral continues with the fourth step to put Christ to the test, this means daring God to give up, give up to his promises, especially referring to his justice and judgment. And the fifth example of disobedience is open and calls the reaction of God to the grumblings that Paul warns against in the 10th, uh, 10th verse. You know, idolatry, um, the problem, and I probably will get a little bit more into this um, later on. See, idolatry, Idolatry, rather, the problem of meat sacrifice out of God's arose in several circumstances. One was in the meat market. Now, should Christians buy and use meat that was offered to idols? Another was a dinner invitation from a non-believer in which Christians might not know the meat had came, what the meat came from. And here Paul addresses the third scenario, Christians being invited to attend a public sacrificial dinner. Such ceremonial feast meat was served had been offered to idols. On one hand, the idols are nothing, but so the ceremony would be in vain and the meat would just be meat. Well, why not eat? Paul answered this when he says, flee from worship of idols. He supports his position based on me, the Lord's table, uh, Lord's table in the ancient of Israel's sacrifices. The Lord's table unites believers to the body of Christ. We share in the fellowship of Lord Jesus. Similar, similarly, the Israel sacrifices at the altar united them in their identity with God. Although the idols in their worship were empty, an idol feast was symbolic, unified people with idolaters and possible with demons. Christians must join themselves only to Christ in this way, 
and we are his alone. So we have to understand there's a lot of things, and that even today there are so many things that you'll be very surprised what people do and how it links to things. And we as Christians, we have to be very careful. Uh, We're going to stop right there, but, you know, all in all, what Paul is trying to go through in these chapters is that let's make sure we run the right race. And let's be real. Sin will disqualify you if you don't take care of it. And you, I mean, by taking care of it, you don't repent. You don't work at it because guess what? Living this life is hard. But it's a reward that comes at the end. Just as training, athlete trained, 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 and trained, and trained. We should also live ourselves like as we're living for the training of the Lord. So I am going to open up your, open up the line for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. That was a good teaching, Minister Lashana. My voice is Amen. almost gone, but I Amen. just want to encourage you. That was excellent. I didn't make any comments. I'm trying to save my voice, but uh, God bless you. Dear. Save your voice. Amen. It was very sound. God bless you, dear. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Save your voice. Save your voice. Amen. Uh, the line is open. Amen. Glory to God. Pastor Queen Esther. Yes, ma'am. Psalm 4, verse 8. I am. I've had about five nights today. (laughs) It doesn't say nap. It does not say nap in that scripture. It says sleep. Great sleep. Yeah. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Pastor Queen Esther spent so much time in, in airports. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I have a comment, but can I just pray for her openly? I've been praying for her um, silently um, by myself. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, once more for your daughter, Pastor Queen Esther. Thank you for the stamina and the spirit that you've given unto her. And, Lord, even as she she sat for almost a day on uh, Thursday, um, on Friday in the um, in the airport, Lord God, and she did the same thing yesterday. She sat until 1 a.m. in the morning, and I dropped her off at 2 p.m. God, that's you know almost a day, Lord God, 11 hours that she sat, and I'm just asking, Lord God, that you will compensate her, oh God. I declare and I declare recompense for your daughter for, um, you know, what she went through to be a part of Simple Words Ministry celebration. I'm asking, Lord God, that you'll give back to her what she has sacrificed. She sacrificed her time. She sacrificed her money, oh God. And Lord God, I just want to thank you for the blessing that she has been um, to this Um, to the minister, to, to the celebration this weekend, oh God, thank you. Thank you for uh, using her, oh God, to 
give revelation, oh God, to what's been misunderstood for so many centuries, oh God. Thank you for using your servant. And Lord God, as she lays down, um, give her that sweet, peaceful sleep that she needs, God. Not a nap, oh God, but give her a full eight to ten hours sleep, oh God, in the name of Jesus yes. Christ of Nazareth. And when she wakes up, oh God, I pray, God, that you will reflect, refresh her, oh God, and you will strengthen her body. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Um, Minister Lashana, as, uh, when you started out um, teaching, I was going to send a note asking if we can comment while you're teaching, um, because oftentimes we, you know, we, we want to say something and then we forget if we don't write it down. And I did not write down, but the Lord reminded me um, of what I wanted to um, just confirm in your teaching tonight. Um, my cousin, Reverend Gloria Mawat from Jamaica, she has been on the prayer line um, several times, and um, she is here visiting um, in, in Canada, and I happen to uh, drop in. I don't ever you know, tell my mom when I'm coming. I don't even know when I'm going, but I happen to drop in today, and my, my cousin, um, Reverend Mowat, was there. Um, hallelujah. And um, I, we had, you know, had a great time of fellowship, a great time of sharing um, together. Well, one of the things that we, um, we spoke about was um, the trials, the trials that um, as believers we must go through. Um, that oftentimes we think that, uh, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be faced with um you know with problems because we're believers um but that's when we're going to be faced with issues um as long as we have accepted Christ as long as we've turned our backs on the world um we we must we must go through um we must go 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 through but in our going through and then that goes back you know you know sort of something that Sister Andrea mentioned uh, in regards to the teaching um it doesn't mean that we speak badly about the church it doesn't mean that we speak badly about um our fellow fellow believers um, especially to non-believers, because that's going to uh, prevent um, them from coming into the kingdom. And our purpose here on earth is to win the lost at any cost. Amen. And and so I I, I thank you. Um, there were several different points that you um, you brought out tonight, and I just I just want to thank you. Thank you for. The point about uh, supporting um, ministries, supporting leaders, those who have um, taken up um, the mantle or the baton to um, go and preach, go and teach, go, uh, you know, just just go. So um, thank you. And, um, you know, thank you for your support. Thank each and every one of you who supports, whether it's Simpoids Ministry or any other ministries, um, any other person in ministry that you support um, with your money, your prayer, your time, whatever it is that you do. Um, thank you so much um, because you know what um, we may not have 
to repay now. Um, but believe me, God will um, God will repay. The other and several several things. The other things that the other thing that um, came to my spirit was you know you, when you talk about uh, leaders who go not looking for money, not looking for payment, but they just go because they are called to go. And this is something that Apostle Desrin um, and I were talking about yesterday, uh, you know, going places to, to preach and minister and, and, and doing it, you know, uh, with everything that's, um, you know, that's in us, but we're not compensated, however, you know, from where we go, go to pour out. However, God always provides um, you know, for us, because, you know, we're doing what, you know, what we've been called to do. We didn't call ourselves, but God called us to, um, you know, to minister. So we go ministering without looking for something. And, um, you know, God, because he's faithful, he's true to his words. Um, it says a work, workman is worthy of his hire. And, um, you know, it's, it's talking about, you know, those who go out to preach the gospel and um you know so he 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 provides so we don't look to man we don't look to you know um members we don't look to that for um compensation we just do what we've got to do and then god is the one that sends you know because God knows we've got to live, um, so he sends it in, 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 different, in different ways, in different forms. Um, so thank you for tonight. Um, truly very, very, very eye-opening. Um, thank you for taking the time um, to, to study and to come and bring forth this teaching tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Uh, the line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. I like the way every Monday night that we can come and you bless us with a right now word. Something to make us think about it for the rest of the week. That's why I like coming on Monday nights. You blessed us tonight. Thank you for the word. God bless you richly. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be proud, I promise. As Pastor Marie was hearing about um, the giving and so forth, as one that's called, I had an opportunity to minister this past Sunday, right as I was preparing to go to the conference celebration. And I could have made a choice because I could have said, well, you know, I'm going to get an offering and so. Why not just stay home and preach for that church and not go, which I'm sure some other leader would have, I guess, depending on whatever their reasoning might have been. But I'm a committed person. When I'm committed to something, I'm committed. And not only that, I wouldn't dare try to go and minister knowing where my heart is at where my blessing come from and what my first desire was. And the Lord had blessed me with that desire. So I didn't even give it a second thought. I just kindly told the pastor, which was true, you know, I'll be out of town this weekend, and if God will allow the opportunity to come again, 
then I would be humbled and I would be more than glad to come and minister. But my heart was with this ministry. My heart was in Orlando. So there was no thinking about it, no reservation, no nothing. But I was on my way to Orlando with the money that the Lord blessed me that I asked him for it to go, which I could have kept that money and went on, like I said, to minister at the church, but I didn't. And I'm so glad that God has given me a sound mind to make wise decisions. And I know in that situation, I made a wise decision. And I always love to be a blessing to the men and women of God because I know what it's like uh, to be, you know, on that side of ministry. So I just thank God again for the situation, the things that Paul went through, his teaching to teach us to follow sound doctrine. Not a wave of wind here and there, slight of wind, but sound doctrine. And again, I thank you. Amen. 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 Um, the line again is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. And get some sweet sleep, too. <laughs> I'm going to also now, uh, I'm going to open up the line for your prayer request. Minister Shauna, I'm requesting prayer that the soreness in my body will leave me. And also, um, I got to get a vascular check tomorrow at the foot doctor. I'm not afraid. Dr. Jesus is my great physician. Even though my foot doesn't believe the way I do, he doesn't believe in Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24. He's a Catholic. He doesn't believe the way I do, but I'm praying for a great report tomorrow. Thank you. God bless. Another prayer request. Right now, wash me your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. I receive your forgiveness in no other name but the son's name of Jesus. Father, you are Alpha Father, I El Shaddai, Elohim, and I give you praise tonight, Father God. Father God, right now, I lift up Prophet Bible to you, Father God. You see and you know what you're doing. he's needing, Father God. And right now, I command that trauma from that fall to leave his body and go straight to the bit of hell. Right now, in the name of Jesus, and I release peace unto his body, Father God. I lift strength unto his bones. Father God, anything that is hindering his blood flow right now, Father God, ask you right now to remove that hindrance, Father God. Father God, I speak his body to go into alkaline status so that anything that is hindrance that needs to dissolve through his lymphatic system will be dissolving now in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, I thank you for what's about to happen and what's about to come, Father God. Father God, I thank you that he'll have strength in his bones, Father God, and his bones will moisten as it says it in the Bible, Father God. Father God, right now, I thank you right now. I thank you that blood should circulate through his body, Father God. 
He will get good circulation throughout, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I speak health to his heart, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I expect I remove I command that trauma to remove now and go straight to the pit of hell, Father God. And Father God, I ask you to release angels on his behalf, Father God. Ministering angels. Give you praise today, Father God. Oh, Father God, I lift up Pastorine Chin daily up to you, Father God. God, I thank you for what the blessings that you're bringing through her life, Father God. I thank you for the increase, Father God. I thank you for the increase right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, I thank you for what she's about to do and what things and what doors that are going to open for her right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, I lift up Savoy's ministry up to you, Father God. I lift up... Uh, I lift up Pastor Queen Esther up to you, Father God. Right now, Father God, I thank you for blessing her with sweet uh, sweet sleep, Father God. And her body renews as she goes to sleep tonight, Father God. Father God, I just got to thank you and I got to give you praise, Father God. Father God, I thank you for those who are breaking the bonds that are holding them right now, Father God, that you are removing the stronghold of the enemy because your son Jesus, he died on the cross, Father God. Father God, I thank you for releasing the dunamis power that came from your son Jesus through the power of his resurrection through our bodies and our minds and our spirit, Father God. And that is lifting us up, Father God, healing us, Father God, and restoring us brand new, Father God. Father God, I thank you tonight for this lesson, Father God. Let this lesson teach us and correct us, Father God. But better yet, let this lesson show us how to have a relationship with you. What you expect for us as your children, Father God. What do you desire from us, Father God? God, I just got to thank you, and I got to give you praise. And, Father God, I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yeah. You know what, tonight, everyone, I am glad. You know, if anybody remember the song, I'm glad to be in God's service one more time. Amen. Oh, I am, I, I know everybody is blessed and has been blessed. Um, before we close, Pastor Rena, any any announcements you would like to make before we close? Um, no, not really. I, I um, I've been trying to find folks to fill in this weekend. Uh, um, as you all know, I leave for Connecticut for the um, Power of Royalty Women's Conference at uh, Mount Carmel Church of God in Christ. That's Mr. Bridget's church. Um, I leave late Thursday night as I'm ministering Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Um, and uh, things as it looks, I think we're okay. Um, um, Prophetess Tasha will be um, moderating on Thursday night. Prophet Antonio will be moderating. And and um, uh, and Dr. Raymond Finlater will be preaching Friday night. Uh, on Sunday, Dr. Angela Rucker will be preaching, and Minister Nayoka will be moderating. So we are set. We are good. Um, amen. And I'm back home. Um, I leave uh, Monday, so I'll be back home late Monday night. Uh, we thank God. Uh, we're driving. We're driving. It's easier. It's um, it's easier to drive than to try to take the plane right now. It's, it's going to take longer to, to take the plane because we have to do stopover. So we're going to drive. Um, we covet your prayers. Um, I covet your prayers as I um, as I go forth and do what thus says the Lord. Amen. So that's it. Amen. 
Amen. Okay, and remember, um, Wednesday morning, remember, tomorrow is our official anniversary, and Wednesday morning I will be doing, you know, all the thank yous to everyone that um, made this weekend an absolute success. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, Pastor Ray. You know what? We have been awesome and blessed. So I'm going to say again, happy anniversary as we close. So, you know, um, just be mindful of the schedule to join us back at on Wednesdays um, at 614 Central Standard Time, 714 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Amen. So, you know, um, we're, you know, again, happy anniversary, everyone. So let us pray. Father God, right now, as we close, Father God, let this bless everything. You have been such a blessing. So tonight we said thank you. Thank you for what you've done and what's about to come in each and every one of our lives. Father God, I ask you, I thank you again for allowing this word to be still upon our hearts, Father God. And as we go forth, Father God, that your angels are with us, Father God, to bring forth what you want to bring forth in our lives. And as it says, and I thank you for the blessing, as it says in number 6, chapter 24th verse, May the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Have a good night, everyone. Love you all. Thank you, Minister LaShawn, as usual. God bless you. God bless you. Love you all. Love you, Pastor. Good night. Love you, too. God bless you. God bless you richly.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.